Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello and welcome to the Circling the Bases podcast, proudly presented by NBC Sports Edge. My name is DJ Short and with me here once again is Drew Silva. Just for reference, this is a taped version of the show we're recording Thursday, November 11th. And Drew, this is kind of weird because I honestly can't remember the last time we did a show with just the two of us. I feel like we've had a guest every week probably since our like position preview episodes but i could be wrong but i think we had a pretty good streak going i want to say there was one thursday where we were just like let's do it ourselves and list out some weekend streamers but maybe we actually did wind up finding a guest that week now that i I don't remember i don't remember i mean there's a lot of weeks in a in a baseball season but it feels like it's been a long time are you nervous to be alone with me sort of yeah, I, I'm I being it. honest. I'm a little bit nervous. I get it. It's nice to have that third person to to riff off of. I have to say that it is. And if you're feeling like extra tired or not really into the subject, you can kind of just zone out and scroll through Twitter. Yeah, right. Well, I feel like with this show this week, we're kind of like is the phrase like um, whistling past the graveyard. That's kind of how I feel about baseball right now because like we're talking about all like the free agents and all these amazing shortstops, this deep free agent class, but like looming in the background is December 2nd. And the sort of latest headlines are, are not very encouraging. Uh, but right before we were getting on here, you were mentioning about the, the CBA, like the latest leak of what uh, MLB or the owners uh, offered to the players was uh, something about arbitration salary. I saw a little bit about it, but I don't know like the full details. I don't know how much you saw. So the general gist of it, and this is just a floated report, who knows who who leaked this information to The Athletic, but it, it's Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich and Eno Saris of, of The Athletic who are all stand-up guys. Um, but the idea is that the player... So the players' union wants to restructure the arbitration system. I think their main focus is shrinking the amount of years that you're in pre-arbitration and then arbitration so that you can get to free agency faster so that there aren't these 29 and 30 year old free agents who are never going to get paid long-term contracts. Um, And so I guess the, the ownership sides idea, first idea proposed idea in this report is to determine the player's salary prior to free agency based off their fan graphs wins above replacement number. Um, so like war per dollars kind of 
yeah, calculations. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I don't even really think it's worth breaking down how this would work because I don't think it's a real, I don't think it's a real proposal. I think this is like um, uh, the, the ownership side version of kind of poking the bear almost or or like just yeah. throwing something against the wall that's going to get people talking they're very good at controlling the narrative i think they're going to control the narrative throughout this like if we talk about this all the time if you look at twitter responses to anything about the cba a lot of them are like the players are greedy and they shouldn't make as much money as they do and yeah i i talk to like relatives all the time who don't follow it as closely as we do who think the players make way too much money and i'm like Sure. But you got to think about the money's going somewhere. It's an eight, nine, ten billion dollar business. Would you rather all the money go to, into the owners' pockets? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think this is a real idea. Um, hmm. I, maybe you do. I, I don't. I don't know. I, 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 it's a cost-cutting measure, and the owners are all about cutting costs because you don't. You don't need the whole apparatus of of having arbitrators who are, I guess, lawyers who are probably charging billable hours to determine salaries. You don't really need agents uh, before a player hits the free agent, hits the free agency for real um, because the player's, you know, salary is just determined by an algorithm. Um, I, yeah. There's some of it that actually kind of makes sense on, on the surface, but when, when you play it out, it gets more and more ridiculous. Like, especially Fangraph's war puts a lot of emphasis on defense. And I, I think even the most... Um, nerded out analytic analytical baseball fan would agree that defensive metrics are are not very accurate. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, ultimate zone rating, which is kind of based off where you're standing uh, when, yeah. when the ball is put in play, and the shifts mess that up. And so players that like make every routine play but don't have a ton of range, don't make big flashy plays, aren't going to have the best UZR. It's it's very complicated that aspect of it. So I think yeah. I think it's it's almost like ownership's version of we, we shouldn't cuss on here but like s s posting, you know. <laughs> well, I I think it's like it's sort of a step in the right direction because it it's uh, at least somewhat rewarding the right thing. Like one of the big criticisms for a long time is like in arbitration you're going to get paid based off like RBIs and saves. So like if we're moving more toward the advanced metrics where maybe like, hey, a really valuable middle reliever is going to be rewarded. But the the problem, and it's probably not worth going deep into, but like if you know how pitchers are valued on like baseball reference war versus fan graphs war, on fan graphs, it's more based on like strikeouts, mm -hmm. um, walks, and I believe like their home run rate. So like a pitcher like a, like Robbie Ray gave up a ton of home runs this year. You know what I mean? Where he might not, he may be less valuable because of that. You know what I mean? So it's, it just throws everything out of whack because Robbie Ray is going to win the Cy Young award. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah a pitcher oh, who maybe, yeah, who throws a ton of innings and gets a lot of strikeouts, so it may have a higher <laughs> ERA, like, it's, they're going to be more valuable or close. And I, I don't think, I think that's like murky territory. Basically. Our own Matthew Pouliot, our, our guest last week, um, tweeted that if you think the game is slow now, imagine if pitchers knew they were essentially getting paid by the strikeout. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and exactly. potentially the inning. So yeah. it it's, it's silly. There's going to be a lot of this. Um, my reaction, what, Ben Nicholson Smith was actually the first one to, 
report about this general idea. And then the athletic guys had a lot more details, but um, my, my reaction to it was like, wake me up in February when this is yeah. over. Cause there's going to be a lot of these kind of things tossed out there that aren't real. They're posturing. Um, they're trying to get people talking and yeah. um, I almost want to just fast forward and until it's all resolved, hopefully it does get resolved in a somewhat timely manner. Yeah. I know that I, I've started to a little bit of a, plan for writing our draft guide and um yeah. it's going to be complicated because that stuff is is due around the beginning of the the new year yeah i mean we'll see when when the magazine comes out i guess it's sort of uh in a holding pattern a bit um but there's just so much up in the air right now we have seen a little bit of action this week so you know we'll go through a couple of headlines here but we're also going to play a game this week, which I'm really looking forward to. I prepared some questions for Drew. The game is called Name That Free Agent. So that's coming up later in the show. But we've seen a surprising amount of chatter this week about free agents, which makes me think maybe there's going to be a rush, uh, not a rush, but like maybe a handful of like legitimate um high profile type of players who end up signing with teams this month. We already say, saw Andrew Heaney sign with the Dodgers, which I think is fascinating. He, he had a terrible finish with the Yankees, mm-hmm. but um, he deserved better based on like advanced metrics, getting over to, uh, you know, a team who has a knack for, I guess you could say maybe reclamation projects you know, we'll see what they have in mind for him, but I think it's a fine gamble on a one-year contract. Yeah, gave up a ton of homers, and that's kind of been his thing throughout his career, but especially yeah. when you put him at Yankee Stadium, it gets really ugly. Yeah. So maybe he's a little better off with the Dodgers. Um, I don't know, left-handed pitchers at Dodger Stadium, it's actually kind of homer-friendly for those types. But, yeah, it's fascinating that he got $8.5 million, and – yeah. Is he going to be assured of a rotation spot? I guess the Dodgers just have so much money that they don't yeah. really care. It's if he's no. their seventh starter, they're like, all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're exactly. Gonna need, they're going to need him at some do. point. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, not not a ton of action. There were there were like a ton of rumors flying out of the GM meetings, yeah. but it's sort of the, the stuff that you could you know you could report it without even having any sources like carlos correa and Corey seager are drawing a ton of interest um, <laughs> yeah. yeah steven matz and anthony desclafani and john gray like those middle tier eduardo rodriguez those middle tier free agent starters are connected to a bunch of different teams so it's yeah. it's pretty par for the course starling Marte is is very popular with the phillies who had a horrible center field production last year it's, it's all it all kind of writes itself um, I, I do kind of get the vibe that some some of those middle tier starters like a Steven Matz might get in before the the CBA expires. Um, yeah, there's probably an advantage to to getting out ahead of this and beating the market because maybe free agency will look a little different whenever they get the CBA resolved. For a guy like Matz who finished strong in 2021, maybe it benefits him to just sign with the team and and you know tell teams hey get your final bids in now i want to send before i want to sign before the end of november and we always see like the big players are going to get paid sometimes it's like those middle tier free agents that kind of take a hit so i think it does make sense for them to maybe get ahead of the market here um and at least see what's out there as far as teams that are 
going to compete. And it does seem like there's going to be maybe some teams who have been sitting things out recently who are going to spend this offseason, the Rangers, the Tigers, teams like that. So I think that makes um, this hot stove potentially more interesting with teams who are, you know, maybe starting to go for it a little bit, which is cool. I'm intrigued by the Rangers. They have really come out and said, hey, we're going to get to a big market payroll like this winter. Okay. Mm. I mean, I don't know if they're ready for that or should be doing that, but okay. I don't know either, but it, it's actually nice to hear a team say that because most yeah. teams. The Mariners are going to spend too. So, yeah. like, I mean, the Mariners won, what, 90 games? So, like, they were pretty close. Um, but they they certainly could use some upgrades. So, yeah, it's cool to see these teams going for it for sure. The Angels looking for pitching as always. So, uh, <laughs> I, I could have written that report too. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to see Scott Boris, uh, of course, gave a ton of quotes yesterday. Uh, I wrote some of them down, which I will say in a minute. But uh, (laughs) he said uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, he had his whole the scrum with all the reporters, obviously, around him, uh, like always, uh, saying that he thinks like 17 teams max are actually competing. Do you think that's legit? I haven't done my own counting. I, yeah. I would actually say fewer mm. with just uh, without doing the math. I mean, all right, we can go through it. Rays. Yeah. They might make some additions. Uh, Astros. Yeah. yeah. White Sox. Yeah. Red Sox. Probably Yankees. Of course, Blue Jays. Definitely Mariners. Yeah. A's. No guardians. No angels. Sure. Tigers, yeah. All right, there's a lot in the AL. And then NL, Giants, Dodgers, Brewers, Cardinals, Braves. The Reds are selling. The Phillies will try. Padres, Mets, Mm -hmm. and then Rockies, Cubs, Marlins, Nationals, Pirates, Diamondbacks, no. So it's right around 17. Yeah, that's probably about right. He actually probably really did do the math. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty fair. Uh, or there's just kind of teams that maybe they're not tanking, but they're just kind of like, we're, we're sitting here. We're mm-hmm. not really doing anything one way or the other. That kind of feels like the Indians to me or the guardians that, sorry, I have to get used to that. They're not really uh, the guardians yet, but yeah, and it's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if they're going to be like trading off like Shane Bieber or Jose Ramirez. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're just going to sit and see where it lands. Yeah, yeah, I would be shocked if they traded Jose Ramirez this winter. He's yeah. too team friendly on that deal, and they can trade him in the in the summer or even next winter and do just as well, probably. Um, yeah. And they're, I mean, they're pretty close to being an okay team if they just. Yeah, that's the thing. They can make Braves like additions and and be pretty darn competitive in in the AL Central. They're pitching as a chance to be great next yep. year. Yep, you know. So yeah, and it, it won't take much to to be in that wildcard race like we saw what the Mariners did. Mm -hmm. So they're certainly capable of it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I want to say some of these Scott Boris quotes in a second. Before I do that, (laughs) the NFL season is in full swing and the NBC Sports Predictor app has you covered with Sunday Night 7. Predict what will happen between the Chiefs and Raiders on Sunday for a chance to win up to $100,000. It's free and easy to play. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. So Scott Boris was out like we just were talking about Wednesday, talked about all of his clients and he was prepared for the, like the worst dad jokes. Like as a dad, I'm offended by, by some of these. So I'm going to say a couple of them and these are real. These are real quotes. So Scott Boris on Nick Castellanos. I advised all of you two years ago that old St. Nick was going to bring, bring a lot of presents to Cincinnati. Frankly, we're just going to sit back and see what teams have been naughty and nice. All right. Uh, uh, insert groan. Yeah. Scott Boris on Max Scherzer. I think that teams that are pursuing a championship are not pursuing the minimum. They're taking it to the max. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Scott Boris on Chris Bryant. The Chris Bryant one is, man, this is, oof. It's a stretch. Scott Boris on Chris Bryant. Did he have a, did he have paper in front of him? Was he reading this off note cards? I just saw him standing there in the, at the, at that Carlsbad California hotel outside. Did he have a teleprompter? No, not the the scrum is too big for a teleprompter. One of those uh, white Nike wearing baseball reporters would have knocked it over. (laughs) <laughs> okay so scott boris on chris bryant he's kind of the sean connery of baseball he has position versatility which makes him untouchable he has bond like abilities to create a great middle of the lineup he's always red hot in the hunt for october he's an extraordinary gentleman in a league of his own Did he hire Chris Crawford as, as his copywriter? <laughs> I know, seriously. Uh, there's there's more. Uh, this is this is not good. Okay, Scott Boris on Corey Seager. The Seagers are used to being on big stages and have a lot of hits. It's Bob Seager. Uh, Corey is like a rock, and of course his parents knew this because they named him Cor- Corey, like Quarry, Corey. No, wait, he said that. Yeah. Like he meant like Corey, like Quarry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> That's when you re- got to explain it. When you got to explain it. Okay. Scott Boris on Marcus Semyon. He kind of brings a charge to the batter's box and he insulates the middle infield. He's truly a modern day Semyon conductor. 
semiconduct semi and conductor. I didn't get this one, and I I didn't yeah. bother look at, to look at it. What is a what is a semi and conductor? Does he mean like semiconductor, semiconductor? like a battery or something? Oh, okay, I, I guess I, I don't know. Uh, Scott Boris on Michael Conforto. He's basically become the king of queens. In free agency now, he's kind of like the ace of many GM's hearts. Yeah, he's done better. Uh, Scott Boris on Carlos Rodon. When you think about sculpting a pitching staff, you're thinking, man, the target without a doubt is Rodon. And I had to look that up because there was a painter, a, sculpt, a sculptor named August Rodin. And he made a sculpture called The Thinker. Maybe he hired Dennis Miller as his guy. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, Did you see Sandy Alderson's uh, response to, <laughs> to Boris? It was, I man, I, I don't, there's got to be some, some bad blood there between yeah. the two of them. I say, think he said, he was like, a, he's a blowhard in a house of cards, which seemed kind of yeah. unnecessary. Yeah, I know. That was a little, that was a little rough. Right. Let, let, Let's do, let me get your 30 second take on the Met situation. 30 seconds. <laughs> Only 30 seconds? <laughs> 45. Uh, so I, I think who, I think this person that they're pursuing right now, Adam uh, Cromey, he seems like a pretty smart dude mm-hmm. uh, and a pretty capable person. Uh, so it's not really a criticism on him. It's more like, how did the Mets get here that this was where they went to? You know, that's kind of where I am. Uh, so if they hire him, like maybe he'll be great. And there's this uh, person from the the Nats, and sorry, his name's escaping me right now. He was, Sam Marzi Cohen. Yeah. yeah, and he seems like real, like really smart and like a really interesting person. And they work together with the Nationals and. We're heavily involved in analytics. Like they might be really good. It's just like the process that is just so strange to me. And no matter what, they're just going to be in prove it mode. You know, from the start, there's going to be so much pressure there. So in a way, like, of course you take it. Like if you're those guys and if, if it turns out to be Chromey, we'll see. Um, of course you take that opportunity. You know, he was a like a junior uh attorney or or whatever at the law firm that he's at jones day mm-hmm. which is like one of the biggest huge yeah. uh, law firms in the country um but it's gonna be a lot of pressure you know it's I and t- they may replace him in one year you know so it's it's a it's a weird situation man and the reports that they're like waiting for david stearns the brewers president gm to for his contract to come up it's like these are just like Ivy league guys, not to discredit them. And it's impressive that they are economics majors from Ivy league schools, but there's like a lot of them um, that that you could elevate through your own system, which is what a lot of teams do. And I, when, when we started talking about this, I wanted to bring up the David Stern's reaction to it because he told John Heyman of MLB network that he was uncomfortable with the reports that were saying, Oh, the Mets are waiting for Stearns because Stearns is not. What are you supposed to say? What are you supposed to say? I noticed that Heyman deleted the tweets because I responded Mm -hmm. to them and now they're gone. And I mean, Heyman said in one of the tweets, Oh, I was going to take a picture of him, but like, I thought that would be rude. So he was talking face to face to Stearns and Stearns was probably like, Hey dude, can you delete those tweets? Like I, I have not, I've not even talked to the Mets 
because he's yeah. hasn't, he hasn't been allowed permission to talk to them. Um, right. So it's all the reporting of it and the way the candidate list has come out and then been scratched off and scratched off. I just I find it very strange. Yeah, every every day there's a new leak which makes them look worse. Right. And when the names come out, they're usually always from like a Mets um, either beat reporter or like, um, I don't want to say like blogger in like a negative way, um, but a a Mets connected person. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the national reporters usually come out and say like they've either been denied permission or they would like to stay. Like this has been going on for like three weeks and it's just made them look worse and worse. I I think from the start, they should have just tried to keep this as close to the vest as possible. Um, And even like internally, shouldn't you eventually realize like, Hey, we're like a joke. Like maybe we should stop, but they can't, can't help themselves. And then really, it hasn't changed from, you know, the different ownerships. Like this is kind of how the Wilpons were too. I don't think they were the best people or their PR people were not the best at their jobs necessarily for the, the way that they allowed stories to leak out and fester. Um, they just like mm-hmm. never got ahead of anything or like thought a few moves ahead. So I, I don't, maybe it's their PR department or, or something, or like they have too many sources out there. Yeah. I think that's probably part of it is there's just too many reporters covering new york baseball and the yankees are interesting in in one way and the mets are interesting in a whole another way and it just attracts craziness and and mets fans are so like passionate Mm -hmm. that it's just like a buzzsaw with like anything that happens so it's like a perfect storm of of chaos like every day right now so and I'm fighting with like both sides, both sides of Mets Twitter right now. People saying I'm too soft on them or I'm like too hard on them. So I'm kind of like I'm doing something right then if I'm like making both sides angry. I think <laughs> I guess yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, so do we want to play this game? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I don't really so know what we, I'm getting into. I just it's okay. Called, it's called name that free it's, agent. Yes, it's going to be fun. I promise. So, yes, it is time for Name That Free Agent. So, uh, we've done a game show before, but this time I wanted to make it official with game show music. So, uh, basically, yeah, I'm going to come up with a statistic for a particular free agent. Drew will try to guess who this player is. You don't, you're not going to win anything other than like my respect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The first question, and this might be, this might be easy. I don't know. We'll see. So these are Uh, all free agents. I'm giving you all free agents. Okay. Based off some kind of factoid you're going to give me. Yes. All right. So this free agent outfielder and postseason hero led the majors in average home run distance this season. I gave you a clue. Um, Adam Duvall? No. What a bad guy. You're, you're on the right Jorge, team, though. Jorge Soler. Yes. All right. Led all qualified hitters. Duvall's not average a home run distance. They declined he's, his option, but he's arbitration eligible. Yeah, so yeah. he's still under team control. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Jorge Soler, 423 feet average home run distance this season. I like and, that. That's fun. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good signing for someone. I really do. Um, 
after what he did down the stretch with the Braves, he just totally changed his approach. Yeah. I think, you know, he's not a good fielder, so but that might not matter if there's the the universal DH. So he's been incredibly up and down even since he was a yeah. cub and but you know that 40 homer power is in there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, second question. I prepared 11 questions. I don't know why I picked 11, but that's what I got to before my kids interrupted me. Uh, so number two, uh, this shortstop was tied for the major league lead in defensive runs saved this past season, tied with Pirates catcher Jacob Stallings, who's not a free agent, but Stallings won his first Gold Glove Award, right? Uh, yep. Over Molina, mm-hmm. pretty impressive for for Stallings. So, uh, so free agent shortstop. There's there's five of them that are or six if you count Angelton Simmons, but it's not him. Five very prominent ones. Yeah. Um, trying to think of which one was the best defender. They're all pretty good. Um, Trevor Story. No. Carlos Correa. Yeah, it's Correa. All right. That's why I'm like, I think he'd be, I, I know most people are connecting the Yankees to Corey Seager. It feels like, but I think Correa would be perfect for the Yankees. I, I don't know if it'll happen because, like, Seager feels more like a Yankee to me. I don't know. Correa, a tall uh, shortstop, tall, lanky shortstop. I guess Seager's the same way, but. And, and there is, like, the history of, like, Astros, Yankees, and all that stuff, but I don't know. I, I think Correa would make the Yankees so much better. Yeah. No, I, I think it's. I think he would look great in pinstripes. So this one's a little harder. Okay, Aaron Loop posted the lowest ERA among all free agent pitchers this season, zero point nine five. Which veteran reliever was second lowest, one point five five? Is that Andrew Chafin? He pitched. Uh, no, but he also this this guy also pitched in the playoffs. Pitched in the playoffs. Uh, former starting pitcher, uh, former Met. Can you read the question again? Aaron Loop posted the lowest ERA among all free agent pitchers this season, zero point nine five. Which veteran reliever was second lowest at one point five five? Man. I mean, it, he's like a sleeper free agent. Right. I, I feel like I should know, like I, I should have written something about him already. Um, I mean, there's Rysel Iglesias, there's Kenley Jansen. That Those are not them. It's not a closer. Right. That's another clip. Kendall Graveman? No. It's close. Um, it's Colin McHugh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he got off to a rough start this season, basically from – I believe it was like May on. He was just totally nails. He was yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, he's he's good. He's good. All right, that uh, I don't know good. if the Rays will keep him, but he's going to be a good signing wherever he goes. Um, this is another sneaky free agent, I think, but I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think he's leaving where he is now, which might be deceiving what I'm about to say. This free agent first baseman has the fourth highest OPS among players with at least 500 plate appearances dating back to the start of last season. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not Freddie Freeman. Right, I know. <laughs> That's um, the deceiving part. And he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Um, this free agent first baseman has the the fifth highest OPS. Fourth highest OPS yeah. among players with at least five hundred plate appearances dating back to the start of last season. I was shocked to see this. Anthony Rizzo? No. Bryn Belt. Wow, that makes sense. Oh, that's a good question. Man, I, I don't even think of Brandon Belt as a free agent. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's leaving San Francisco. I'd be really surprised if he did. But he has been sneaky awesome. I know he's been like hurt here and there. Maybe that's why it's kind of under the radar. But, man, he's been a new level. Kind of like the player we've been waiting for for like 10 years. Yeah, he might um, as well try to cash in. Yeah. Yeah. So this is another sneaky question here, but there's it's basically you got a 50-50 shot here. This Long Island, New York native posted a 2.91 ERA over 14 starts during the second half. Stephen Matt? Correct. It is Stephen Matt's. Sort of underrated, I think. You already mentioned him a little bit, but he's yeah. getting he's getting some love on the free agent market right yeah. now, which which Cardinals, is nice. Cardinals, Dodgers, Angels uh were talked about this afternoon as as being potential landing spots. Yeah, uh, he's not striking out as many batters, but uh he was really good in the second half. Marcus Stroman also from Long Island had a 3.36 ERA during the second half. He had a great year. Um keeps the ball on the ground. Uh was just very consistent all year long. Uh, I think obviously Stroman's going to get a bigger contract, but Matt's undervalued. If yeah. healthy, he's really good. Matt's showed up at the GM meetings, and Tim Healy of Newsday was saying that he's a guy that could sign this month. So something to, yeah. something to watch for there. I, yeah. I, 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 would, I think he'd be a great fit for the Cardinals. I kind of yeah. want them to go after Stroman a, a little bit more because I, I, I really like him long, long term. Like I, I think you could give yeah. feel good about giving him a long-term deal. Matt's has been – a little bit inconsistent, but certainly finished the year strong in Toronto and, and stands to do very well for himself. Okay, so our next question. Free agent Starling Marte led all major league players in stolen bases this season. We know that. But which player was second among free agents in stolen bases this season? Second among free agents. Is this sneaky? Would you describe no, it as? I wouldn't say it's sneaky. Man. He's a very good player. Um, Trevor Story, no? It's Trevor Story, yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and no, I think I'm just trying to reinforce, like, you know, maybe you're worried about Coors Field. Maybe yeah. you think he had a bad year. Like, he did have an underwhelming year for his usual standards. So let's go to our next question. Among players who had at least 100 plate appearances in the second half, which free agent had the highest on base percentage? It was 435, and it is not Freddie Freeman. Marcus Simeon. No. Um, 435 OBP in the second mm-hmm. half. Um, at least 100 play appearances. So probably if this player had played more, it probably wouldn't be that high. So a smaller sample size. Kyle Schwarber? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Nice. 
Corey Seager was second, 417. Freddie Freeman, 407. So Schwarber, 168 plate appearances, which isn't like small. Yeah. Um, He's a but great yeah, I think, fit for a DH. Know, yep. Very undervalued as well. Um, and I think I said this last week, or reminded last week, non-tendered last offseason by the Cubs, which is crazy to think about. Um, so this is kind of a hard question. This might be the hardest question I'm going to ask you. Uh, we talked about Andrew Heaney earlier. Um, and clearly the Dodgers see something here. He had the widest gap among all qualified free agent starters between his ERA and his X ERA. He had a 5.83 ERA and a 4.01 X ERA. So he deserved better. But my question is, which pitcher had the second widest gap in terms of deserving better? So high ERA, but XERA said they deserve better. Heaney had the largest gap, almost 1.8 difference between ERA and XERA. But this pitcher, second widest gap. Marcus Stroman. No. Oh, I thought that would be an easy one. Eduardo Rodriguez. Oh, wow. Okay. So 4.74 ERA, 3.55 XERA. The uh, peripherals were very good. Um, and I think uh, Matthew Poliat mentioned last week, the youngest free agent. So he's going to do really well. It's going to be really fascinating to follow. I think the Angels were mentioned with Rodriguez, right? Tigers. So uh, Angels, Tigers is what I've heard so far. And I'm sure Red Sox, too. They're going to do everything they can to keep him. Um, yeah, Stroman, really good pitcher. Stroman would be the opposite of that, where his XDRA yep. is, is higher because, um, I don't know, the Mets defense wasn't – I guess that, that doesn't bear out that way. But, yeah, anyway, I was thinking kind of opposites. Yeah. But, uh, that's a good note. Uh, yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez is fascinating. I mean, a really reliable, if not sometimes dominant pitcher uh, before the myocarditis that came out of COVID. I, I think he's going to be a really nice get for some team. And yeah. maybe maybe on kind of a shorter-term deal because his overall numbers from 2021 weren't like ace-like. Yeah, I wonder, you know, maybe outside of the AL East what he could be. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be interesting to follow that. Uh, this is a, I, I guess... It could be considered tough, but um, I wanted to highlight something with this. So, okay. This free agent slugger had a one point, or I'm just going to read it this way. This free agent slugger had an 1109 OPS with 23 home runs at home this past season compared to a pedestrian 772 OPS with 11 home runs on the road. He plays in a very nice hitter's park. Who is this player? And he's a free agent. Nick Castellanos? Yes. Yes. I'm yeah. doing well. So, I think I'm I think I'm doing well. Yeah. You're doing good. I, I thought this was tough, but you know, it's kind of a I wouldn't say it's like a word of warning, but you know, Great American Ballpark is such a great place to hit. He's never really had a home park like that before. Yeah. Um where he could thrive. So, you know, I'm sure teams will take into account you know, what their stadium's like. I, I mean, I've heard Castellanos linked to the Marlins, uh, which could be, I mean, I, I would love to see the Marlins sign some free agents this offseason. I don't really care if Castellanos isn't 
you know, wasn't a great road hitter last season, but the numbers were very, very different. So yeah, I would love to see the Marlins get a guy like that, but they might be better off spreading it around a bit. Yeah. If they're, yeah. they're going to commit a hundred plus million to, to somebody and or yeah. multiple people. So this is uh this one's kind of surprising. Okay. Marcus Semyon hit 45 home runs this past season, the most among all free agents. But this veteran third baseman hit the second most. Who is this player? Kyle Seager. His brother, yes. Okay. I can say his brother is also a free agent. Yeah, Kyle Seager. 35 home runs for Kyle Seager. And that came at a real good time for him because he, he has sort of been mediocre for a long time. Yeah. He's a pretty good third baseman, too. Is, yeah. Um, you know, the power was nice, but like, you know, quality of, of hitter of a hitter at this point, I don't I don't really know. Like the batting line isn't overly impressive. Um but certainly yeah. worth keeping an eye on from a fantasy perspective, I think. If it was like 15 years ago, coming off a 35 homer, 101 RBI season um, at age 34, he would get a, a nice payday. I, I worry about how well he's going to do in, in this modern era of uh, discounting any player who's a, over the age of 30. Yeah, it's it seems like he's not returning to the Mariners. It seems like there's definitely some bad blood there. So apparently him and Jerry DePoto haven't even talked to each other in like years. So not great. Um, Okay. Our last question. And this is a tough one among relievers who threw at least 40 innings this past season, Craig Kimbrell and Rysel Iglesias were tops among free agents in strikeout percentage. Who ranks third on this list? So Kimbrel and who was Bryce Iglesias one and two in strikeout percentage. This is just relievers who threw at least forty innings this season. Okay, this pitcher finished the season on an NL West contender. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to get this one. Um, he finished this. Wait, let me, give me one more hint if you could. He finished he was on, on, a, on an NL West contender. He was on the Nationals. And then finished. Oh, uh, Daniel Hudson. Yes. Yes. I would have never guessed that <laughs> until looking it up. Um, but yeah, I wanted to find some of these free agents who are kind of like, maybe on first glance, you're not overly impressed, but like Hudson, the highest strikeout percentage of his career, 35.7%. Had a 3.31 ERA in 51 and two-thirds innings. Uh, really good. Yeah. I know like injuries have been have been present for him. During the Nationals World Series season, he was really good. Last year in the shortened season, he was hurt and he was really bad. Um, but yeah, really, really good. Yeah, if, if, if the CBA wasn't looming over this winter, and we talked about it on kind of our hybrid off-season preview show, this we'd be raving about this free agent class. We haven't had this deep a free agent class in a long time. A, a long time. I want to say, like, you know, in the last decade. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, Andrew Heaney was, like, uh, just inside the top 50 of Poliat's top one, 111 free agents, and he got $8.5 Um, So 
Yeah, I mean, there, there. You can, you can go down the list. Tommy Pham is out there. Um, yeah. he's like, I, I just pulled up his top 111. Aaron Loops 54. You know, yeah. I, there's a lot to like with with a ton of these guys. Even if even though even when you go down to like number 100 on the list. You know, something I found pretty interesting about like these different free agent lists from you know, different publications and they give their predictions on like salaries and stuff. I think it was in the New York Post the other day and they said Aaron Loop is going to get a three year, $27 million contract. And I was just like, what? I mean, if so, <laughs> like, good for him. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. it seems like a lot. The but Mets I, got him for $3 million last January. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good for I him. Know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope he gets it, you know, but man, it seems like a lot. Uh, but if if a reliever who, you know, is basically like a on the fringe top 50 free agents is getting nine million per, you know, that's telling you the kind of money that might get thrown around. Right. It's kind of hard to say right now, but uh yeah, some of these, you know, free agent prediction salaries are just like all over the place. So it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, hopefully next week on the show we will have some signings to talk about. I think we will. Pretty good feeling about that. Whether we have a guest next week, I don't know. But Drew, you did a good job. What did I with these questions? Yeah, you what did. did I do? Like eight, eight for eleven, maybe? I don't think it was quite that high. I think uh, it was but... that high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was like six, six out of eleven. No, dude. Like, no, it was still good. I, I, I was afraid they were too hard. So you did a good job. You did a good job. Well, you've, I, I, you've gained my respect after all these years. You finally gained my respect. <laughs> I need to quiz you uh, one of these weeks. I feel like we're gonna but have a lot of let's time. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah, I think I'll you're right about something. that. But this was fun. Yeah. Next week we'll we'll have to think about what we're gonna talk about. Hopefully we have some signings. Maybe we have a guest. Maybe we won't. I don't if know. We, if we have nothing, let me come up with a game uh, similar to name that free agent and yeah. quiz you. All right. We can we can use the same music. We have the rights to it. We can use it anytime we want. So we should. We paid top dollar for those rights. <laughs> yes. Uh, so before we go, we have a special offer for our listeners and viewers. You can use promo code BASIS10 for 10% off any premium subscription for NBC Sports Edge Plus. It works across all sports, which is especially relevant with football, basketball, and hockey well underway. It's a great value and we'll be there to help you whenever baseball ends up being played next year fingers crossed it's really worth having all year long so get on board today remember it's promo code bases 10 you can go to nbcsportsedge.com slash premium to get started any final words drew uh figure it out owners and players we got we got a magazine to write i know i know yeah i'm I'm already like starting so me too and i i I think I've grown up where I'm not going to save it all for the last two weeks. Right. Well, well I'm, we're also, we're doing a, a delayed honeymoon in new Orleans, uh, November 20th to 26th. So I want to like, at least have something on paper before I yeah. take a full week off. Right. Yeah. When like Thanksgiving comes around, I start getting like anxious. So Me I'm, I'm going to try too. to do a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be crunch time for us no matter what. <laughs> but if you like what you're hearing with this show, Circling the Bases, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. 
Follow us on Twitter if you don't already. I'm at DJ Short. Drew is at Drew Silve. Be safe out there, and we will see you next time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.